Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. So, I've been taking breaks. I think I've recorded maybe eight minutes in two months. But I also saw a meme thingy. I've been on this iFunny thing because it's so funny that you can be on iFunny, which is there's some stuff that you don't want to see and you got to get past it. But all in all, sometimes there's a lot of truth in there and there's a lot of points that you don't think about. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a great point. One of them was that when we were kids growing up in school, you'd be given a topic and then you'd say, you know, must be four pages, double, no double spacing, you know, for those kids that actually had computers and not just handwriting it was also like a certain font and uh now like reality is you basically have 144 characters you know you got seven seconds i used to teach billboard uh writing on you know how to come up with compelling billboards because it was seven seconds seventh grade seven words so in less than seven words you have to make sure that the people going by can safely read your message between seven seconds from the moment it becomes visible to the moment they've passed it seven seconds and that even a seventh grader could understand what your message is so it's so funny that you know i i do write and talk and blah 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 blah. like even in my blog sometimes you're like all right get to the point you've been writing page after page after page and i i know that because Sometimes I do over articulate something because I'm trying so hard to get someone to see it because I also have this weird self-awareness thing of, I don't know, sometimes if people understand me and I, I don't know. Analogies seem to be my key to try and break down complexities that I'm wanting to explain and still be relevant and short. And I do find it amazing that we used to have requirements of expansion and, uh, Recently, I've been writing a, 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 a charter for a company, and I haven't written one before. I'm not afraid to. It's just I need to understand its structure, its purpose, its flow, like what it's supposed to look like, because they will ultimately be audited for this process that they're doing for creating this, this uh, board. And I've been probably why I'm not even been talking or getting on anything because I feel like I've just been caught up in living and then working for a, a good grip of the past month, which is awesome. It's just, as I'm breaking it all down, I feel like I'm back in that. I must have seven pages of, you know, not double spaced font, 12 Calibri, uh, with this, you know, format and bullets and notes and signs and, can I just write out what we want to do and what we're trying to accomplish? And this is why we're going to do it. And I hope you're all right with that. But uh, I do have a respect for structure and, and formality. It's just, I'm really having a hard time applying it in certain places of my life. And through that, it's kind of kept me in this like deadlock of quietness and, and you know, stepping over myself, trying to explain what I want to explain and, and what's really great and cool is that I have been asked and I'm telling you there have been so many weird coincidences going on in life that I was actually driving home I decided I just filled up my tank it cost me 60 bucks 
damn it, I'm taking the long way country roads home and I'm just gonna decompress before I get into my next meetings and go back to work. And then as I was driving, I was thinking to myself, because uh, I was actually listening to Aaron Rodgers and the Joe Rogan podcast, and I just got the urge to shut all that off and just be quiet. And then as I was being quiet, I thought, you know, I haven't been able to say these things out loud, and I'm saying these things out loud right now, and I'm trying to capture them because it's hard to capture things, and if you don't, sometimes you forget, and then you have to rethink it again. And then you're like, dang it, I needed that documented so that I wouldn't forget. And so many coincidences have been just blowing my mind and I'm not talking about them. I'm just eating them and, and not repeating them. I am to like on the phone. I am to my husband, you know, to my kids, but, and then that should be enough. But now I need to turn it into action because I literally have things happening right now that are transitioning in my life that are for so many wonderful, positive things that I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did I just transition into the next chapter? Like, you know, in your life, you feel like these moments, these milestones or these chapters that are happening in your life and you feel them and you know, they're coming, whether it be, you know, you're going to have your baby or maybe it's even getting pregnant, you know, or, you know, getting married or careers or moving and, you know, the things that, you know, okay, because of this decision that has in a way kind of rattled the cage a little bit, you know, I think about, I don't know if anybody plays Candy Crush. I for me, I do because it's mindless. It's like painting walls for me. I love to paint walls because it's so, or mow grass in like shapes, <laughs> not shapes. I mean like straight or horizontal, nothing stupid, but I mean, I do like sideways. Anyway, it's things that help me like decompress and then like process those thoughts, just like driving on old country roads by myself in the quiet. And I've been doing that a lot lately because I'm trying to get all of these thoughts down and now, see, I don't even remember where I'm going with all of this because I'm having trouble putting this all together and making sense of it, but it is a new chapter and it's exciting because don't you feel like every time you shake it up like Candy Crush where there's this new thing you can click on and it actually looks like a, um, whatchamacallit, those people that read your future crystal ball it looks like a little tiny crystal ball and it's down in your little tool set of like you know extra weapons in case you need them to help you know whatever do the thing mindless 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 but anyway this is a new feature and if you click on it you have to watch a 30 second commercial or 10 second commercial it's always a luck of a draw and then it takes your board of all the like your your current play board and it shakes it all up and it makes everything fall into a new place so it doesn't necessarily trigger any type of explosions or bombs or bumper bars it might but you know it just but it basically like reshakes everything and then lets you start again and that's how I kind of feel like I'm at right now and that's why I just am like Whoa. but it's a it's a it's a good thing it's it's we want to progress we want to evolve like I'm actually getting to another place where I'm gonna help get closer to winning the game and then the game is like trying to figure out who you are and what is your purpose and how do you keep making things better you know, the whole Maya Angelou thing of, you know, they aren't going to remember what you did. They're not going to remember what you said, but they're going to remember the way you made them feel. And I feel like right now, a lot of people need to feel. And uh, I'm just getting all kinds of, you know, like the more truths we're getting and the more we have to process and the more things we have to realize and the more things we have to, it's kind of like, you know, that movie, The Sixth Sense, where at the end, spoiler alert. Okay. 
he finds out that Bruce Willis was always dead the whole time, then you got to rewatch the whole movie now because now you've got a new piece of fact that you weren't able to apply to the story that made you decide what you did about that situation. So now you've got uncovered new information. It's kind of like, you know, how they bring a new case back to trial because they found outlying evidence that wasn't there before that now has to make you reshake it. Well, that's happening like with our lives, you know, and in lots of ways from things you just didn't know or didn't see. And now there it is in plain sight and you're like, I'll be darned, you know, and like today I found out that there is a thing called cloud seeding, cloud seeding. It started in World War II, because again, I start reading all this stuff. It's, and again, don't quote me, you'll find it out there, but it's like iodized something, cellular crystals. I don't know, I, as soon as I see it, it's like you can pronounce it. It's just, it's a chemical that they have been putting into the clouds purposefully to create weather, to cool heated temperatures, to put Basically, they have been effing with the weather. And I know my husband always thinks I'm nuts, but I told him, I go, I bet they make shit. Because why in the hell does America always have tornadoes and always have her? Like, we literally have every gosh dang weather there is. And I'll be danged if it ain't weird. Like, derechos or whatever, derechos. Like, that shit's happening to my daughter in Iowa. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm like, oh, okay, let's just, we just now have a new weather. We have a new weather thing because... They can't call it a tornado because it was so many miles wild, widespread that it wasn't a tornado. It's just a gust of wind that was so powerful. It basically destroyed everything in its path for miles. I mean, they went without power. It was like, talk about testing what life is like off the grid when all shit gets loose. That's what happened. Grocery stores couldn't run because they had to shut off all the, there was no freezers. There was no way to scan credit cards. Try to get a gas pump to work when there's no power. So generators were nuts. People were driving to Minnesota, Wisconsin, everywhere they could to try and get generators because you couldn't find them. And then there was people pulling up in semis, selling generators for guess what? Triple value. Talk about pieces of shit. But anyway, that all goes down. That's what happens. Somebody sees an animal get wounded, all the little vultures come. However, back to the whole point, I found out the cloud seeding is a thing and they know this. And they also know that they have certain levels that they have to do. Do you guys see that this whole climate change, global shit, blah, 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 it is all pollutional chemicals that the governments and the elites have created to continually F with our globe for power, money, and fortune. That is it. And you know who should be the most angry of all, I believe, are all of us because we have to live here and we want it to be healthy and great for everybody. We want to get rid of Alzheimer's. We want to get rid of autism. We want to get rid of cancers that nobody can explain all of these things meanwhile we're eating out of boxes we're not drinking water we're hardly ever exercising and then we're work 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 all of our money's getting sucked out of us for taxes crap and you just get into this rotation of what the heck and, and then the next thing you know you look up and you're like 46 years old and you're like i just want to see my family i want to see my grandkids i want to have better life quality and i don't even know how to drink my water because the fluoride is probably one of the neurotoxins that's causing me to develop some type of serotonin off balance because they've already been proving that those are the things that cause those things so they're giving us chemicals in bottles to treat things anyway it's just it's it's maddening so that's a lot to process So how do you get better? 
How do you help people? How do we help fill these voids and gaps for people so that it's not necessarily that they have to know these truths, but that they have to get to the whole point of it, which is we all have a journey, a book, a story, and we cannot allow societal beliefs and disinformations and judgments to define that. We define that. We do with our faith and our relationship with God. However that God is that you view, you view that there is God. Like that, that's real. I will defend that until my last breath. I have had way too many stories and testimonies and views and things to not believe he is not a real presence. You know, Native Americans say Mother Earth Whatever this is, this is a God that we must thank and preciously look for the moments of love because they are everywhere when you look for them. They're everywhere. And you just may not be aware of it, you know? It's, it's kind of like a lot of people don't realize they, they deserve grace, and so they don't necessarily see it in others or in moments. But when you're in an acceptance of a mode of, I do deserve grace and I will take that honor in having it and knowing it is there for me so that you may continue on the purpose, which is why you're here, why you're in this body, why you're creating your story and your chapters. And doggone it, if I haven't been just embracing that and riding the wave and, you know, doing the best I can do and trying to stay centered in that. But I've now been asked by two totally different places and two totally different things to go talk to groups of people that actually are needing and seeking and wanting to have that type of exposure of somebody that can talk to them about these types of topics. So it's like, whew. And how do you wrap that all into one of them will be seven minutes and one is not yet determined, but that's a lot to say. I mean, just me trying to explain why I'm trying to explain it is uh, I'm at 13 minutes and 54 seconds. So I'm just trying to whittle this down into bite-sized understandings so that I'm not telling people all of these overwhelming facts and truths that I believe to be accurate and then processing from there how to apply it to your own life. I'm just trying to help you get to the point of where you can in your own life find purpose and meaning and things of truth and understanding on your own. Because if we start to focus around us instead of above us, we can create the world we believe to be true and take away the power from those above us that are telling us that if we aren't with them, we're not as good as them because that is not, as, that is not true, period. And I, I, I just, my heart is just so ready for this I just want to help people heal and shame off of them and, and, but also teach that this isn't, a, it's not hand out, it's hand up. It's, you know, I was thinking about the juvenile home a lot where I used to work and we had three key cornerstone rules. Not even, I hate the word cornerstone, forget that. We had three overarching rules that we followed to prevent any type of intervention that may be uncomfortable, okay? They were no harm to yourself. It means you can't hurt yourself. No self-harm. 
And that's, that's in a lot of ways. I mean, think of all the ways you can hurt yourself. Don't harm yourself. Whether you're mentally beating yourself up and being mean to yourself to actually physically harming yourself in a way that could end up in ending your life. You do not harm yourself. You're, you, you were given that self by God. And you do not understand the purpose, but you figure it out while you are inside of it. And you don't get to choose when you eject from it. Two, you don't hurt other people. That means you don't do things that would maliciously hurt them. You don't physically, emotionally, or mentally do things that will harm others knowing so, especially if it's for your own personal gratification. That's dangerous. That's, that's, that's the people in charge of all of us right now. And then three, no harm to property. Don't throw stuff. Don't break stuff. I mean, now again, if you want to go and, you know, bang a pillow or, I, I, you know what I'm saying? You don't destroy or harm property. Those are the three key pillars. As long as those three things don't occur, the discovery of yourself and your improvements and where you are today and why you feel the way you feel and where what you have to work through and process to be in a peaceful place to get onto your own mission can happen. And we can break free of, of this whole system that has basically been engineered to purposefully, purposefully uh, keep us into a unattainable, rare life while living in the real life of inflicted extras. And by that, I mean, you know, life is hard enough. I mean, you, you love, you lose, you, you, you know, there's so much, the last thing we need to do is also worry about people trying to text us fake fishing links and putting things into our foods, into our meds, into all of our bodies that, that harm us in ways that continually require med You know, the, the tax system is just messed up. They, they, they how will you ever get ahead? You can't. You're taxed on tax. Tax. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not going to end. But the worst of all is the societal casting system we've allowed to evolve in this false ladder of fame and fortune. <laughs> like, everything is so wrapped up around pieces of paper and what's printed on them. Then what you're doing to leave everything better than you found it and to have those endearing moments and relationships and memories in life to help us figure out how we're going to be more and do more and get that fulfilled purpose. Because when you have a purpose, like a true purpose, and I don't care what it is, and it may be evolving, it may be a purpose that continually grows, changes or ebbs or flows, but it's always based on the same tenets of values and feelings of, of, being that resource, but when you're able to provide something bigger than yourself to the greater good of someone or something, you inherently begin to create a pride within yourself that allows you to have the capacity to, to outgrow or outlive or outpace what pressures around you socially are creating to make you conform against. Breaking that down, 
you don't have to give a shit about what other people think. If you're crea- if you're following those three pillars, figure out who you are and be that. And and if and if you don't know how you want to contribute back to having purpose, because there are so many purposes, you know, then maybe it's perhaps figuring out what purposes you don't want. And I don't mean that in a sense of jobs, although that does help, like knowing what careers you don't want do help direct you into when you want to figure out, you know, the, the, the old saying, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I today, you know, even I'll go work. I'll be like, well, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up (laughs) because I'm hopefully within 10 years of retirement, if I'm lucky, but it's true. You, you don't know because people apply skills to purpose. And although they can be one together, they're not always that. So what I'm saying is, is perhaps you're a, you know, a doctor and you're providing that skill set to save and help and contribute and give back in great ways. But that doesn't necessarily mean that was your complete purpose. You know, there's a lot of asshole doctors out there. So it's more than just bringing a skill. It's bringing an impact or an effect. So that's why you can be somebody who, you know, waitresses at the local tavern, but is also the, the counselor and the supporter and the, you know, the, the ray of sunshine that makes so many people happy. That finding out what you're bringing to the table changes who you are and how you are and how you're seen. And we allow things that have happened to us or things that we have done even if we've repented and moved them and follow those three pillars, because that's where the bad happens is when you're doing those three things. If you're harming yourself, you're harming other people or you're damaging properties, nothing good comes from that. The same thing with how you can go down paths and end up making decision after decision after decision because you made the wrong first one. You know, I'm, I think about how, you know, like, like for instance, if you end up becoming addicted to drugs, you know, it started here and then you ended up with this and then, you know, you lost your job and then you couldn't work. So then you had to go steal. And then, so then you see what I'm saying? Like the snowball effects can happen, but when you're making it that you don't want to do those things again, and you know, those paths and those warning signs, and that you've decided that that is not fulfilling your purpose, this plan works. And I have to figure out how to say it in seven minutes to a bunch of people. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. Thanks. And there you have it. Another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one. Mm